RadioArchives.com presents Will Murray's Pulp Classics. The Spider Magazine from June 1939. Rule of the Monster Men. The 69th Adventure of the Spider by Norval W. Page. Read by Nick Santamaria. Plus the thrilling short story, Doc Turner and the Winged Terror. Richard Wentworth, wealthy man about town and master of disguise, devotes his life to the pursuit of justice for the downtrodden, the poor, and the helpless. Donning a wide-brimmed black hat, sinister black cape, and a pair of 45 automatics, Wentworth prowls the streets of New York as his alter ego, the Spider, Master of Men, challenging criminal masterminds bent on enslaving or destroying humanity. Wentworth's loyal fiancée, Nita Van Sloan, and Sikh manservant and warrior companion, Ram Singh, accompany the spider on his quests to root out evil. The only clue to his deeds of justice, the dreaded red spider seal, left on the foreheads of those he has killed for the good of mankind. And now, the spider's thrilling adventure, Rule of the Monster Men. Chapter 1. Monster Man The whole thing actually began with the dog ambulance. It was true that Richard Wentworth had noticed an increasing number of crippled beggars on the streets, men and women with frantic, haggard faces and hideously twisted limbs. The sight of them stirred him to pity, though once he had to drive three of them from an attack upon a pedestrian. They had scuttled off into the dark like maimed rats. But it was the dog ambulance that played the prologue to horror. Richard Wentworth did not at first notice the dog ambulance when it wheeled past his parked roadster. He had just seated his fiancée after an evening at the 49 Club and was fumbling at the ignition switch in the darkness. By accident, he switched on the headlights and their broad blade slashed aside the blackness of the night. It cut across the dog wagon, and at his side, Nita Van Sloan cried out in a shocked voice. Wentworth's head jerked toward her and saw the startled wideness of her eyes, fixed on the truck as it whipped around the far corner. Dick, she whispered, that dog wagon, it was full of, of human beings. Wentworth echoed blankly, human beings. It was reflex rather than conscious thought that sent his roadster sweeping from the curb and set the powerful Hispano-Suiza motor humming in swift pursuit. But why, Nita, he asked quietly, should that have made you cry out? Nita shuddered and plucked her velvet cloak more closely about her bare shoulders, though the June night was very warm. "'You didn't see them, Dick,' she whispered. "'The back door was covered with steel wire, and I looked through it expecting to see, well, to see dogs, and I couldn't see through at all. From floor to roof there was nothing but human faces pressed tightly against the wire, hands clutching at it, a dozen of them, a score of them in that tiny space, and all fighting to breathe in that narrow door.' It was exactly as if they had been captured by dogs and were being taken like stray animals to to be destroyed. The Hispano's tires moaned at the turn and Wentworth sent his keen glance probing ahead, caught the glint of the ambulance whirling the next corner, caught, too, the blur of white that were men's faces pressed against the wire grating. He swore under his breath and whipped into the street in the wake of the dog wagon. A low, wailing sound came to his ears, soaring with the hopeless mourning quality of an animal in pain. "'Open the gun compartment,' Wentworth said steadily, his voice without expression. "'I'm going to find out the meaning of this.' 
Nita pressed studs in the frame of the right door, and a panel swung out, revealing four automatics clipped to it. Swiftly and with expert hands, she checked their loading and placed them on the seat. She said hesitantly, But Dick, it may be the police. Wentworth made no answer. His jaw had a set and determined line, and his lips were thin with compression. For all her dread, Nita's full mouth softened in a smile. After these years, she should know that no fear could turn this man of hers aside from a purpose once it was formed, and that any human being in pain or in misery could call him to battle against oppression, no matter in what circumstances the cry reached him, no matter what the cost to himself. The grip of the brakes thrusting her forward in the seat pulled her eyes sharply forward again. The dog ambulance had stopped half a block ahead in the darkest stretch of the side street, and three men had climbed down from the driver's cab. Even as she watched, the steel grating at the rear was jerked open.